Hi. Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, a special event coming to Bell MTS Place to celebrate Indigenous culture. We'll talk to Kevin Chief about that. Also, NBA trade deadline recap. Me and my big guy friends, Ty Jordan and Kyle Milroy, will break it all down. Plus, Mayor's going head-to-head at Croca Curl. Who would be the victor? You'll hear from him on the podcast. The Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose will be celebrating Indigenous culture at two upcoming games. February 16th against Ottawa. Jets hosting Wasak Night, which stands for Winnipeg Aboriginal Sport Achievement Center. And the following afternoon, the Moose hosting Milwaukee on Follow Your Dreams Day. Kevin Chief is one of the founders of Wasak and joins me now. Kevin, explain what Wasak is and what it does. Uh, Wasak is a, an Indigenous-led uh, sport, recreation, and uh, cultural organization that provides uh, opportunities to young people throughout the province um, to get involved in sport, recreation, cultural activities, leadership development, um, provide summer employment, um, getting involved in um, programs that are connected to school, so it helps improve academic achievement of young people. So it's been it's been going it's going on to its 20 20th year of providing services um headquartered in the north end of winnipeg but works with communities all throughout manitoba how many people are involved in this organization uh well it it's kind of goes seasonal so in the sort of the fall winter spring months there's about 12 full-time people providing programming to I would say probably three, four hundred young people, anyone from the age, children under, uh, from the age of six years old all the way up to in their early 20s. And in the summer time, because the summer's so big, there's um, over a hundred employees that work in terms of summer employment and leadership activities, and they service um, probably over 2,000 children. And some of them are the lowest income children in our province, and they work with isolated First Nation communities as well and Métis communities throughout northern Manitoba. So the reach is, is, is incredible. And the model is leadership development and working with schools and school divisions um, to, to help promote and provide enrichment activities for, for young people. And as part of the NHL's This Is Hockey initiative, uh, which promotes diversity and inclusiveness in hockey, True North is hosting two games this weekend that, or not this weekend, next weekend, the 16th and 17th, that uh, celebrate Indigenous culture in Manitoba. So the Jets are holding a Wasak game on Saturday the 16th of February. Why is it important to kind of make this partnership happen? Uh, Well, the first thing is, and I want to thank True North, is that they've reached out and they're working with an Indigenous-led uh, children youth organization to put this on. So um, there's been a long history with True North and the Winnipeg Aboriginal Sport Achievement Center, both in terms of providing financial support for some of the programs for some of the children um, and youth, but also creating opportunities together. You know, one of the things that we know is that the the game of hockey touches a lot of people. And so with this partnership is we're going to be able to bring in young people from four isolated First Nations, some children that will get to come in and celebrate that. They're going to get to see, um, you know, the spirit sand singers singing an honor song, and they're going to get to come down and celebrate with the, the rest of the fans and the rest of our community, anthem singer being Donna Merrill. There's going to be a ceremonial puck drop that includes our elders and some other children. And so this is really a, a celebration of um, 
of indigenous culture. And I've always said that you can't talk about the history of Manitoba or the history of Canada without talking about the relationship with indigenous people, First Nation, Métis, and Inuit people. So I would argue that this is as much of your heritage as it is mine. And we can't tell people that's important. We've got to show people. And the best way to show people is celebrate culture, celebrate that pride. And we do that really well in Winnipeg. And we do that well in Manitoba. And there's no better place to do that than in the loudest barn in the National Hockey League. So I think this is going to be an incredible evening. And it's created so many opportunities for young people. And young people who may have never got the chance to come to a Jets game or go to a Moose game now will have that uh, opportunity. And I think it's something that's going to um, be something that we can all be proud of. And I think it's fitting that the Jets are playing Ottawa that night just because it's a one-anthem game. And it just feels more connected. If you had to sing an American national anthem, it would be a little off, I guess. But it's just it's great to, to have an all-Canadian matchup for a night like this. Yeah, of course. And, um, you know, the, the relationship with Indigenous people is not just in Manitoba, but it's all throughout Canada. And having the Ottawa Senators in town, I think, is, uh, is pretty awesome. And, um, but I think, you know, overall, I think it's going to be an amazing, uh, an amazing opportunity. And, you know, I've, I've, been, uh, I've tried my best, and I want to let your, your listeners know this as well, is one of the ways that we say, say thank you in, uh, in an Indigenous language is Kichimigwich. And I would like to say Kichimigwich to the, the great folks at True North, all of the young people working hard at WASAC, and of course to our incredible fans and members of our community for helping us make this uh, possible. It's going um, to be showcased at a, an incredible level, and uh, so many of us are incredibly proud. There's a, a young woman, her name is Leticia Spence. She's a Red River College student who worked with the team here at True North and was able to use her teachings and her Cree culture to to produce a logo, something that to produce two logos, something that I think when people see it and it came out yesterday, um, it was something to be so proud of. It was beautiful and it was awesome, and you know, for someone like me, I'm just so proud to be part of it. And not to uh, short shift the uh, moose here, but there's also a Follow Your Dreams Day coming up on Sunday, February 17th. The moose taking on the Milwaukee Admirals, and there's some special stuff going on in that game too. Yeah, and so one of the things we're able to do with the Moose game is um, we, can, we, we have the ability to reach out and get more young people and more families involved in the, in the Follow Your Dreams night. So they get to come out and be part of that, and they get to spend some time with uh, you know, Reggie Leach and Jamie Leach, and they get to meet some of the alumni. There's going to be some strong messages on, on getting involved in your community and giving back. Um, incredible role models and ambassadors. So the whole experience for the young people that are involved this weekend, and again, some of them are coming from some of the most isolated communities in our province, will get to come and celebrate, but they're also going to get to come and experience things that they've never experienced before and just see how we showcase uh, our community pride, our Indigenous pride, and I think um, it's really exciting. And um, I think the Moose, is, the, the Moose afternoon game on the Sunday is going to be absolutely amazing as well. Just back to the Wasack night before I let you go, Kevin. The 30 Indigenous youth from these remote northern communities, this is something I imagine for a lot of them might be their first trip to Winnipeg. It could be quite the eye-opening experience. Take someone that may not know, put them in their shoes. What is that like for these kids to come down to Winnipeg for an experience like this? Well, you know, one of the things I've always said is that it's irresponsible of us to ask any young person, any child or young person to overcome hardship or challenge 
unless we can show the mothers who've done it. And so when we talk about the stories of young young um, Indigenous women like Leticia Spence, she's an incredible role model and an ambassador for our community, and they will get to see her work displayed. They'll get to see elders, elder Mekons, who served in our Canadian military, be part of a ceremonial puck drop, and they'll get to see their culture celebrated. And these are young people that have incredible barriers and incredible hardship in their lives. And one of the things is we don't give up on young people. But the responsible thing to do is to make sure that they can see these things. We can't tell them it's possible. We have to show them. And when they get to come into the MTS Center, uh, Bell MTS Place, and they get to experience that pride and be amongst our community and amongst our fans and, and, and cheer on the Winnipeg Jets at the same time, their, their, their culture is being showcased. And the next day, they're spending time with more role models, ambassadors that follow your dreams. Um, we're, not, we're not telling them something's possible. We're showing them. And that's critically important to build resiliency in any child, in any young person, in any family. And we're incredibly proud to be able to work with these communities and these young people. And there's an education component. So they're going to be writing, they're going to do some writing and they're going to be um, writing an essay about what this experience means. They're going to be spending every evening in a sharing circle talking about this experience and reflecting on what it means. And it's in the great thing about because of the partnership with True North and Wasac is that we can annualize this. This is something that we can continue to do and we can continue to work with these communities and build the relationship so that we can continue to provide opportunities and supports and resources for, for children and young people. And um, that's something that all of us as a community can be proud of. Well, this is a great initiative, Kevin. I appreciate you taking time tonight to uh, talk to me about this. Right on, Christian. Thank you for having me. Lots of trades in the NBA today. Trade deadline day, so to break it all down. Big men panel, assemble! <laughs> trade deadline day in the NBA, and uh, the last really 24 hours. A lot of trades happened yesterday, a lot of trades happening today. I am with the big man panel, Ty Jordan, Kyle Milroy, and I guess we'll start with the Toronto Raptors guys. Mark mm. Gasol, it was rumored a couple days ago, a package with Mike Conley. The Grizzlies said no, and today the Grizzlies say yes. No Conley, but the Raptors get 34-year-old Marcus Gasol for Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, CJ Miles, and a draft pick. Ty, you're a Raptors fan. What do you think? I mean, they kind of just said we're going to go all in this year, and the next year we're blowing it up if we don't win. That's what I got from that. I give them, Yeah, this year they need to do that. Um Marcus Gasol is a really good uh, facilitator. He passes the ball a lot. He's big. He's a big dude. He is old, but my thought was this, is that with Gasol or with Valanciunas, they are saying we have this slot and this amount of money for a center for two more years, and then that's it. Because they're not going to – they would they would have had to re-sign Valanciunas to a lot of money or at least figure out what they were going to do with him now. It's just like here's – Gasol's the guy for this year and next year, and then – we will see what happens beyond that. And it should be mentioned that Valanciunas has been hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. He has been hurt a lot. So people say Gasol gets hurt a lot. So, do, so does JV. <laughs> Most well. big men do. And uh, also this guy can stop Giannis, I guess, from driving a little bit. That's it. A little bit. And uh, I do like the return that they didn't give up a lot to get what they got for Gasol. They gave up uh, DeLon Wright, who has had his moments, but uh, he's three, four years in now. He needs to show a little bit more than a flash every once in a while. CJ Miles is just, they can get three point shoots shooting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's fair. The Raptors also giving uh, Greg Monroe to Brooklyn. Basically, just take him, please. Yep. They got some cash for him, but and they they are a nice destination uh, for buyout players. I think with uh, the lack of <laughs> they are. I know it sounds weird to say that, but they have open space with uh, CJ and um, Delon Wright gone. There's uh, the potential for a, a buyout player or two to go. Vince to Carter, Toronto. please. That would be amazing. you want I'm Vince like, Carter so bad. I was bad. saying uh, Christian earlier. I'm like they're playing the Hawks tonight. It's like the NBA wrote it. Like hey, trade for Vince Carter at the deadline, and they didn't do it. They it would just generate buzz. Like Christian was saying, it wouldn't really do much for the team other than generate more hype. And I thought they g- should have done it. They could have done like the WWE like heel turn, just have him like rip his Hawks jersey yeah. off and reveal the Raptors He's jersey. He's been bought out. They should buy him out and let him come home. I don't know. So other players moving today. Well, first of all, Anthony Davis not traded. That's mm-hmm. the big news of the whole day, I think, is that it didn't happen, which right. I guess in deep down I didn't think it would happen because there's no need to do it now. That's the Pelicans just giving the finger to Rich Paul and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lakers do that a lot. I think and uh, the Knicks to a certain degree do that. They're like, hey, we're this marquee team, so if you don't give us 50 cents on the dollar, we're going to get them for nothing. So and How's that stop. working out for the Knicks? Yeah, how's it <laughs> yeah, they got Porzingis got out of there last week. <laughs> Uh, but the Pelicans did make a trade. They sent Nikola Miritich to the Bucks. Um, the Pelicans give up or the Pelicans get some spare parts for Nikola Miritich, basically. The Bucks don't give up much to get a pretty good stretch guy. It's going to be Bucks versus Raptors to see who gets to lose to the Warriors. Yes. And at this point, I would put money on the Bucks, even with the trade for Gasol. The Bucks seem to handle the Raptors lately, so I don't... I don't know. I mean, it's a changing landscape now with Raptors getting Gasol. I hope not. We'll see how playoff Kawhi plays. And Philadelphia, another team to re-reckon with in the East... They give up on the 2017 first-round draft pick, first overall pick, mm-hmm. Markel Fultz. They say, he's broken. We can't fix him. They send him to Orlando for Jonathan Simmons and some draft picks. It's worth a shot for the Orlando, right? They are not going anywhere. Might as well try to take a chance on getting a, a guy who two years ago was the surefire number, the number one, one pick. pick. And yeah. this isn't one of those things where it was like an Anthony Bennett where nobody knew who the number one pick was and no one saw a tape of him being good. Fultz was great in college. He was just on a bad team. Right. But he and now had his shot's broken. Yeah, yeah his shot's he's, so weird. And maybe with Magic, they'll they'll be able to kind of put him off to the side. There's not going to be a lot of uh, media around him in that market. So they can just be like, hey, get your game back. We'll be here when you're ready. And I, I hope he does well. I hate he's going to get like a year to try to fix it, and that's it. Then he's going to go right to the Chinese League. There's no pressure in Orlando, though. Mm-hmm. It's a good spot for that, for him to, if he's got like the yips or anything like that, it's a good spot to just go and learn how to play basketball mm-hmm. again, which he might need to do. Bunch of minor trades, a lot of spare parts going here and there. All involving, Nick, overly... all involving Nick Stauskas, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't overly exciting for deadline day, but still better than like the NHL trade deadline. The whole week know? has been pretty crazy, though, even if it was the, yeah, Well, Anthony pretty, pretty Davis minor. was the driver of the storylines. That's and the what fact we were waiting for. He didn't get moved. Are you surprised? No. No. No, I'm more surprised about Vince Carter not going to oh, the Raptors. come Raptor. on. <laughs> I thought this was the year because it's the last chance. Ty is He's driving 50 and years only, old. Ty is driving and the only person on that bench. I <laughs> wanted to see it happen. I don't know. I think it – I mean, it could. But uh, So I guess the, the storyline shifts now towards the inevitable conclusion of Golden State winning again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, one other loser I sort of saw in the trade deadline was the, the Boston Celtics doing nothing, basically. Okay. They – saw everyone around them in the East make moves and just were like, no, we're fine, and they're not fine. So I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're just trying to figure out what to do with Kawhi in the offseason. Or Kyrie. To, or Kawhi, excuse me, Ky, uh, Kyrie. They're going for him. He's got insider knowledge, Kyle yes. Milroy. Yeah. <laughs> That's me, Mr. Insider. <laughs> but, but Ty, is there, you know, if you're a casual fan, are you just watching to see if the Warriors lose? What happens now? 
I think you just kind of go into it with an open mind. I mean, like you, you just got to hope for uh, the Warriors to start hating each other. You know, we all got to tweet at Kevin Durant saying like, hey, man, Danny or Draymond Green was saying some stuff about you. You know, tweet the same to Draymond and just see what happens. I think if they hadn't gotten to Marcus Cousins, there could have been bad things happening. That kind of woke there. them up. Them getting a new toy, a new guy to yeah. be like, hey, let's get him a ring. Let's have some fun. Yeah. We could do different things with this guy. They're they're going to win. Oh, yeah. If, I think if the yeah. Bucks play them, maybe they wouldn't be a sweep. But oh, yeah. beyond that, no. Uh, final question. James Harden. Do you enjoy watching James Harden play basketball? I mean, it's kind of remarkable when you see the highlights, but I don't like watching the full game. No, yeah, I enjoy looking at the box score. <laughs> 37 points, that. that's not enough. It's like you get, you're like surprised when he doesn't score well, 40 last, now. Last game it was weird because he had 36 points or something and with like two free throws, which is unusual. Very, him, very, yeah. uh, very, very rare. Just but yeah, not fun to watch, though. Not fun to watch, fun to kind of get angry at when he, you know, flinches when someone swats at his beard a bit. But uh, yeah, not... Not aesthetically pleasing basketball. The no. sort of al- opposite of how you like to watch the Warriors play basketball. Even if you don't necessarily like the specific Warriors, you enjoy how they play basketball. Bring Vince Carter home. <laughs> Last game of the season. <laughs> buy him out. Sign him for a one-day contract. I want to see that happen. <laughs> Throwing it out to the world. Again, the driver and the lone yes. passenger on said bandwagon. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Second annual International Croca Curl Turnispiel kicked off at the Forks with the Mayor's Cup, and the winner was Mayor Martin Harder of Winkler. Woo! And Mayor Harder joins us now. Martin, had you tried Croca Curl before? Well, actually, we did last year. We had one in Winkler, and uh, we had the, the tournament in Winnipeg where I played against Mayor Bowman and uh, Mayor Chris Gertson from Steinbeck and myself. And so this year was the second year we were trying this. So. How'd you do? Well, this time around, I took hold the trophy. Oh, congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's a great strategy behind it. And last year, my, the mistake I made, I didn't listen to my wife. And the, 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 the reason I got it this time around, because I did listen to her I had a whole year of trying to figure <laughs> this thing out. I guess that's the moral to a lot of stories, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I thought this was timely for Thanksgiving. Or for uh, Valentine's, for Valentine's sorry, not Thanksgiving. That's fine. Uh, so for those who haven't played Croco Curl before, it's da- they've got it down at the Forks. I've walked past it a number of times. I've only tried to play it once. It was at the end of last winter, and the ice was not great for sliding anymore. Was it tough to get the rock to the middle today? Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. With the snow, it just stuck, and the, yeah. the, the rocks that they have there this year uh, with the Teflon in the bottom, it was it was built up so you had to clean it off every time you threw it, but yet uh, because of the snow on the ice, it was very sticky. You had to give it a lot of a lot of oomph in order to get it across. Okay, and it wasn't too cold for you out there. Oh no, no, I just bundled up for it, so no, that part wasn't any problem. Okay, so how did the tournament work? Were you all on the ice at the same time, kind of do a round robin thing? Well, it was round robin. First of my first game I played was against uh, Mayor Bowman, and then the second one I played was. Uh, was it uh, against uh, uh, Earl Funk from Steinbeck, and so then the 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 third game was the was the, uh, the two had to play off against each other, but I had I had my three games in. You have to play three games, and so by the time I had my three games in, then uh, then I ended up sitting out out, and then the other two had to play theirs off, and if they would have got more points. And what my total was, then of course they would uh, win the game. So that's uh, that three three round robin. Yeah, fun. It was awesome. It was awesome. You know, 
political life is not easy. And uh, just to be able to get out and just uh, goof off, uh, it's it's really great. Besides, you're meeting people that, uh, and in the case of Earl, I only met him at AMM. I've met Mayor Bowman before, but uh, Mayor Osteinbeck, I haven't had an awful lot to do with him. Of course, the previous Mayor Osteinbeck was the AMM president. I served on that board, so I got to know him. So this was this was great to be able to meet them and uh, and just uh, just establish relationships. Now, I would imagine that people, I think probably over the last couple of years, have heard of Croker Hill now just because of the public or publicity it's received. But for those who may have not tried it yet, why should they? Well, first of all, it's something you do in the wintertime. Everybody complains about, oh, winter in Manitoba, so-and-so or whatever. But it's really not about about winter in Manitoba. It's how you dress for the for the winter and, and to try and figure out some, some uh, fun things to do in the wintertime. It, Sitting inside on the couch doesn't give you an awful lot of fun things to do. So this is another venue that helps you get out, get some exercise, and uh, but most importantly that uh, you enjoy the fresh air and enjoy the winter. Any trash talking between the mayors? Well, we just did a little bit. Just uh, I mean, obviously last year Steinbeck had it, and I uh, uh, Mayor Bowman's always so polite; he doesn't really get into an awful lot of trash talk. So <laughs> we just we just had a little bit of fun. Finally, your last name is Harder. Are you curler? I I don't on a regular basis. I used to. And uh, last year when the Croca Curl came up, I, I play Crokinole uh, a little bit more than I than I curl. But uh, it's it's a concept is very similar. Of course, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the turf is different. Well, Martin, congratulations. Uh, thanks for taking time to talk to me. And I guess we'll see you back in here in a year from now when you got to try to defend your crown. That sounds like it. Thank you very much and uh, wish you well. Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yes. <laughs>